growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Pocket full of trim sitting down by the street. The leaves on two, the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them well a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone, just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. We call it home every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on 104.9 The Horn. I'm Cody Ryan. Sitting in with me this morning, Beef Steak. Oh, yeah. Beautiful morning. Thanks for hanging out with me this morning. And Salt Dog making it happen behind the curtain. Somebody's got to keep you awake over yeah. there. You keep nodding off just a little bit. Well, right? I'm tired. It's been a uh, it's been a long, a long journey these past few weeks. So uh you just can't stop fishing, can you? I just well, it's not just fishing, it's life on top of fishing and on top of everything else. It's just uh it's a lot. You're at the age where it's a beautiful, it's like a, a big giant uh ice cream cone. I had a buddy, different flavors all piled up. I like, enjoy a, it. I had a buddy that uh tell me the other day he's several years older than I am, you know know him, but uh, he said, you know, at your age, you're at the age where you're trying to accumulate, go, 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 and yep. accumulate everything you can, money, you know, property, wealth, all that kind of stuff, as much as you can. Family members. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. New boats, adding, stuff, everything you can. Adding whatever, yep. And uh, he goes, I'm, I'm at the age where I'm just trying to get rid of all that crap. <laughs> stuff right and i'm thinking <laughs> oh yeah maybe i shouldn't try to accumulate so much then i have to get rid of it all but uh, i don't know some of it's good i mean opportunities you know you got to take care opportunity you got to take opportunities that come into your life yeah yeah especially when you have the uh the energy and and ability to that's do that's what it. i'm lacking the energy i don't think so you're still in the game you know you know Come on. Serenity now. Serenity now. <laughs> Remember that old... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, what was it? Seinfeld? Seinfeld episode? Yes. Serenity now. Serenity. No. Serenity no, yeah. now! <laughs> George, where he kept in yes. all of the emotions <laughs> yeah. until he finally Serenity blew now. up and destroyed all the computers. Serenity now. A bill allowing Kansas landowners to resell their permits for hunting white-tailed deer in the uh, on the open market to non-residents won approval in the House this past week. 
The Topeka Capital Journal reports that the bill survived a first-round House vote, but similar bills have failed to survive legislative process in recent years. Bill sponsor uh, Representative Ken Corbett, a Republican of Topeka, said the bill is about rural revitalization, and he expects the permit transfers would attract 4,500 tourists a year. State officials worry the proposal would lead to an increase in poaching by trophy seekers while limiting access to Kansas hunters. The Department of Wildlife, Parks, and Tourism opposed the bill. A similar program in Kansas two decades ago was suspended after violations of permit transfer rules and poaching. What are your thoughts on this thing? I was I was thinking about it. My yeah. initial thoughts, uh, I was thinking about this. Uh, poaching by trophy seekers makes no sense if they're selling permits to hunt deer legally. That's what I, I, I didn't understand that part. I think it was a little jab, maybe, by the They're already press. coming in to do that. I mean, but what, what do they think people can what do you, why do you go to Kansas? Well, why? To hunt? Because they're the Some, biggest whitetail in the world. Well, not in not, the world, but they're they're, they're big. big. They're, they're big. big, big bodied. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're getting 280. We pounds. know guys that go to Kansas to whitetail hunt. I know guys that go to Kansas to whitetail hunt. So, but I don't understand how selling permits in, in uh, makes no sense to me. The relation between selling permits to hunt deer there to out of staters. So you're guys okay like me, with it. if you're, I buy if mm-hmm. I buy a permit and go up there to hunt, how does that increase poaching? What does that do? That makes zero sense to me. Is this just another journalistic crap, right? The only thing I could put together Written on it piece. was if people were buying, say, I could individually sell my tags at the deer lease or something. I could say, okay, go in and get one. This guy is going to take that, quote, trophy that we may let pass or we may want to keep around. They're just going to shoot it. Right, because they don't care That's about poaching. land management. Well, I think they were using the wrong word. I, I think it's more about management of of bucks and what to harvest and what not to harvest. And I think they misused the word poaching. Don't you think? Well, I, mean, I, I don't think you can misuse it twice. The only okay, so poaching is when you go and you do something. You only got one tag and you take three, or you got no tags and you take them. Right? Yeah, or poaching shoot the is, wrong thing. Poaching is you illegally harvest. Right? Yeah, so how's this going to Do they mean that the local people are going to come in and because they're selling, they'll sell their tag to someone else and then they'll just go shoot something anyways? I wonder if that's what they mean. I don't know. It, it's a poorly written article again, and uh, it doesn't make any sense to an outsider unless you know the inside, I guess. So. I say I'm all for selling private tags, private landowners selling tags to Kansas whitetail hunters or to hunters that want to come in and shoot a Kansas whitetail. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm for it. I want I want to do it. I want to know how much they are. I want to right. go up to Kansas and shoot me a whitetail that weighs 300 pounds. You know that I only got to shoot one deer a year at that point. <laughs> yeah, I would almost fill the freezer, right? Yeah. That that would be kind of fun, uh, like you said. They're Those, all they got the cornfields and you know they hang out. It's there. a whole different hunt, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they got an entire field of corn feeders. You know what I'm saying? 
you, so you got to hunt like game trails. And my stuff. stepdad lives in Illinois, and he's a big hunter. Has got some property, and he said the adjoining neighbors opened it up to outsiders coming in and doing the same thing we're talking about, mm-hmm. where you just sell. You got land management tags, and you yeah. just sell them to people coming in. And he said what they do, and he doesn't like it at all, but he they take the corn out of the field and pile it up in order to create like uh, little feeders. Feeders, basically, yeah. Is that legal? No. You're not supposed to bait like that. You know what I mean? The neighbor's doing that? Yeah, the neighbors are doing that, yeah. and he's getting all pissed off. But that could be one of the things we're talking about here. Is when people come in, when you're selling tags, you're selling them for a lot of money. They expect results. I don't agree with the uh, poaching thing. I mean, that's BS, I believe. But the idea, I still think going back to, uh, and what what he said is they've taken all of his bucks and and gotten rid of them. I mean, it's all low fence stuff, you know, nothing high fence. And that just torn up and over, you know, just keep selling and keep, shooting just bucks and that's it i don't know it don't make any sense to me hey if you put a value on it if you put a price tag on it guess what all of a sudden it has value and that's what exactly what happens in uh in uh, many places around the world you put a value on it all of a sudden um, it's worth something. When they put scimitar, horned oryx, and the attics, and they put those three species on the endangered list, and then all of a sudden nobody in Texas could hunt them because in their native lands they are going endangered. Here in Texas we have more than they've ever had in their native lands of funny? those animals. Well, guess what? The ranchers here in Texas, because they put it on the endangered list, which they were not endangered at all, started saying, hey, before these rules come into effect, come Come kill all these suckers off my ranch because they're worth nothing and they're just eating corn and protein. That's when they don't have a value. Value. A value ball That's when you lose them. Right? When they got a value, you value, you, you, they, they're they going to grow them and breed them and, and move them and, and grow the herd. So, Well, if you only got so much land, you got to do something with what is a value like you said yeah you got to have a price tag on it so i think putting a price tag on kansas whitetail only helps Peta report up next speaking of <laughs> we had a conspiracy theory about Peta earlier in the show and uh i don't know this may fall into it you get it only one place it's the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse on 1049 the horn at 24 7 365 at the outdoorzone.com American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? Welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone, brought to you by Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Quad cabs, crew cabs, Lone Stars, heavy duties. They have it all with massive savings. Their number one name for... Rams in Central Texas. Bring home that 2019 Ram 1500 you've been eyeing 
for thousands less. They have tons of Ram 1500s in stock, along with hundreds of other trucks and truckloads more coming in each day. In fact, no other dealer in Central Texas sells more Rams than Niall Maxwell. Or drive home in the new 2019 Jeep Wrangler for thousands less. The iconic go-everywhere that looks great on the beach or on the town. With the all-new technology design upgrades and some amazing safety features like rear park assist, blind spot monitoring, and rear cross-path detection for the best selection. And Niall's promise to beat any competitor's price. Go see the number one name for Rams in Central Texas, the Nile Maxwell Super Center, 620 and 183 across from Walmart or online at nilemaxwellsupercenter.com. All right, now it's time for this week's PETA report. They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA Report, because we love animals too. They taste great. <laughs> we talked at the uh, earlier in the show that PETA, I, the show before us, the sports show before us, we're talking about conspiracies. And one of the conspiracies yep. they brought up was the idea that the meat industry funds PETA. And the reason being is if they pay PETA to do these crazy, outlandish, ridiculous ridiculous schemes, well, then it only drives those people that actually eat meat. So vegans are crazy. Straighter to stronger towards the conviction that they eat meat. Because if you're part of that, then you're part of the crazy way out there well this just uh this just continues to show how um what is another word for like two-faced uh hypocritical oh yeah that's the actual de- definition yes of being hypocritical uh, is uh PETA. two employees for the of the people for the ethical treatment of animals were charged with animal cruelty and allegedly picking up dogs and cats from shelters and dumping their dead bodies in the garbage. What? No. Police say they found 18 dead animals in the bin and 13 more in a van registered to the activist group. That's no. a garbage bin. Right. Not just a bin. Registered to PETA. We pick them up. We take care of them. All from Literally. shelters. <laughs> all from shelters in the state's northeast corner. The investigators arrested the two workers after staking out a garbage bin where animals had previously been dumped. PETA President Ingrid Newkirk, Newkirk said the workers were picking up animals to be brought to the PETA headquarters for euthanization. Veterinarians and animal control officers says the PETA workers had promised to find homes for the animals rather than euthanize them. So they're going to shelters. They're saying, hey, we're going to find homes. We're with PETA. We're going to find homes for these beautiful dogs. And then you start singing that little song, right? The eyes of an angel. Right. Right. And then they they just take them and euthanize them and throw them in the dumpster. Neither police nor PETA offered any theory as to why the animals might have been dumped. PETA spokeswoman Colleen O'Brien said the organization euthanizes animals by lethal injection, which is considered more humane than gassing animals in groups. (laughs) That's the response. You know, they ought to have, you know how you put warning labels on things? 
you know, like cigarettes have a warning label, you know, this may cause. So basically you're making a choice. I would love to have a warning label on PETA. Benjamin Cook, 24, Virginia Beach. Adrian Joy, 27, of Virginia each with 31 felony counts of animal cruelty and eight misdemeanor counts of illegal disposal of dead animals. Can you um, see a Peter me- member doing time in the big house, in the slammer? What'd you do? Uh, you know, we dumped a bunch of cats. Bodies. Bodies. No, you just yeah. change it to bodies. <laughs> but that you way know, you don't get beat up in prison. Yeah, thirty. they found 31 bodies I dumped. I'm I'm picturing what a PETA, real PETA worker looks like, and I don't think they're going to get away with it. They got Birkenstocks th- on, dreadlocks. Right. They smell of... Carrying a, and you wear... They a, smell of B.O., Right. They don't and, wear deodorant. And, and you wear a stocking cap year-round, right? <laughs> I mean, it kind of hangs off the yeah, back a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't go over the bit. ears or anything. No, just like one of those. It just holds your wallet. dreads in a little bit. Just a little bit. Or you, you think people think you have dreads or yeah. something, right? So you can see them dumping. <sighs> can you? I mean, That's the warning profiling. Label. We don't profile here in the outdoors. Okay. Zone. But we wow. did. I was going to um, go down a dark path there. and But warning labels on PETA. So if they have anything going out. If they have anything, you need a little asterisk at the bottom and say, deet, 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 uh, PETA, known to, you know, kill and dump animals, you're giving to the... So you need to know what you're giving to. And just yeah. put that little disclaimer up front. They euthanize more animals than any other, anyone in the world. So if you get, if you go and take a uh, medicine, you know how they say, this may cause, yeah. you know, difficulty, blah, blah, blah. If you give to PETA, uh, this may have a negative result with your animal. Uh, it's just it just baffles my mind how hypocritical, how disgusting, how uh, why are they not why are they not uh, going after uh, what's her name Ingrid? Well, she just admitted it. She, she did. Like, yeah, yeah. We, of course we do. But we think it's better than gassing. Yeah. Of course. So they just paid these these mid-20-year-olds to go out and do this, thinking they're doing positive things for PETA. Dude, there's nothing you can do about the and, problem. And right? Ingrid, I mean, she's like she's like a cartel boss. She's untouchable. <laughs> Why don't they put those felonies on her? Right. Well, you would think so. A CEO of a company that went through this would yeah, probably having, resign and go, you know what? Right. We, this is not Any what we Any other stand normal for. company in the world. If my employees did what I said or went out and, and, and took care of whatever I told them to do and it resulted in 31 felonies, guess who's going to the slammer? But it's they better, may go for a little while, but I am definitely going to the slammer, right? <laughs> Well, it's Isn't better, that how it works? It's better than gassing. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> well, right? deflecting. She's a, the, the whole organization is great at deflecting that type of... Yes, that's how it works. That's by how the it way. works, right? It's supposed to, in an upright society where the per- captain at the ship, you know, of the ship taking the helm, it's going in the wrong direction. It's my fault. We're, um, and it's take, just like they pull up little this is drug right. dealers, right? They pick up little drug dealers and they go, hey, who's your guy? And we'll let you go if you give us your guy, yeah, your source. And they keep climbing the ladder, right? Well, hello, the ladder's right here. We know who she is. Why don't you just go pick up the main source? 
and give her the 31 felonies. She's the director of this operation that resulted in these. And now these kids life are ruined because they've been warped into this disgusting mindset of PETA. That's a whole different trail, but. No, it's it's true. It, got, it rolls all the way back to what we were talking about, welding, ag, shop class, <laughs> yeah. all those stuff where people don't learn. I, I believe when you when you grow up in a, in a certain household where there's not a strong male influence in that, that you're being told all those things are bad. They're against hunting, but They're they kill hunting. more animals right. than anybody and throw them in dumpsters. Have but no respect. Hurt. But don't hurt these little fluffy things, you know. I think and they, it, I, I mean, as simple as little, I mean, that one is as clean as clean can be as far as a direction and a point to to pulling out the cartel boss. I'm going to call him a cartel. The PETA cartel. I kind of like it. It's a mafia. Yeah, it's disgusting. It, it's the, Meta, the PETA mafia. And I, take out the boss. She's the one that just directed these people. Well, the mafia, it's kind of true because the mafia is all about what they do is they created an opportunity to make money as the middleman, right? Right. They just come into a neighborhood, shake them down, say, we're, we're going to either take you out or you pay us. Pigs. And that's it. So I'm changing topics. Not really. This is no, kind of I'm the cha- same thing. Though. No, I'm changing topics. No, I'm telling I know, you. No, I know, but <laughs> this kind of follows the same thing with pigs. Pigs um, in Austin, Texas. Uh, if y'all don't know, this show's based out of central Texas here in the Lone Star State, the greatest state in the world. Amen. Um, I, I mean, and I have happy, to say that. Happy birthday, I guess, Texas, too, the independence, you know? Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm, yeah. We're going to go the, the whole Alamo thing and... Remember, here it is Uh, in Central Texas. uh, When it comes to invasive pigs, Texas is number one. There are at least two million feral hogs roaming the state, about half the animal's (laughs) national population. We have half of the nation's population of feral pigs. I I don't want to break into a subject right now about that. Because half the hunters on our lease are like more interested in pigs or as interested than deer. It's like, I hope I get it. I hope I get a pig. That's weird. Y'all are weird out there. (laughs) Authorities say (laughs) authorities say hogs cause hundreds of millions of dollars in damage to property and agriculture. But despite those numbers, hogs are usually thought to be confined to the rural parts of Texas. But not so much recently. More uh, this lady, um, Carrie Moore lives off of Springdale Road, just north of Highway 290. Earlier this month, she and her uh, Chihuahua, Bibi, were investigating what the hogs had done to her St. Augustine grass. It all rutted, it's all rutted up, and it's just a mess, Moore said, as Bibi sniffed the tilled soil. <laughs> Sounds like she got free aeration. Neighbors <laughs> reported the hogs started coming out last fall. Many say they never minded the animals when they stuck to the Green Belt area around Walnut Creek, but the recent damage to landscaping garden and gardens has crossed a line. <laughs> I'm gonna if I see him, I'm gonna shoot him if I get a shot. Moore says, "Wow, I came from Austin yeah. from a suburb, lady. These All houses, right. these houses sit just outside the city limits. <sighs> yep, they're invading. So here they come." They can shoot a gun outside the city limits, but uh, not in the city limits. So they're just trying to figure out uh, what to do. Um, 
A request for pig-related 311 calls went nowhere. <laughs> the city said it doesn't keep the records of how many pig reports they get. But a uh, they put it up online, and they said Austinites are happy to share their sightings on Twitter. The reports came from areas like uh, Stevenson Nature Preserve, Old Spicewood Springs Road, and the Barton Creek Greenbelt. Right here in downtown Austin. You remember when the uh, in one thirty the super highway went through, and it opened the first weekend, first day it was open. It was shut down because a whole passel of pigs went across there. Bam, 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 bam. There's a big wreck. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. I mean, uh, but pigs, man. Here's here's the advice from the city of Austin. Okay. Here's the advice from the city of Austin. Go upstairs, lock yourself in the closet, and don't worry about it. They said, humans are, uh, threat to humans are almost unheard of. The best advice, if you see a hog, walk away, and it will probably do the same. So what's our advice, if you see a hog? Insert a lead tablet. tablet. Actually, you can, if you're in the right part of the county... You can go see our friends at Austin Archery Country. That's right. What? And get hooked up. There's a certain point in every hunter's life where they step into the next level and begin to hunt with a bow. Archery Country is Austin's only true bow, bow shop for the bow hunter. And one of America's fastest growing sports is recreational archery because it's family friendly and fun for every age. Go see our friends. They've got Traeger Grills, uh, the pellet style grills. They've got all the newest Matthews, Hoyt. Um, all of your favorite bows, and uh, maybe you don't even know that it's your favorite bow yet, but you can try them out because they got a full indoor range right there at Archery Country, 8121 Research Boulevard. Check them out online, austinarcherycountry.com. They're, close, they're closed Sunday and Monday, but open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 to 7 during the week and 10 to 5 on Saturdays. Go see our friends, austinarcherycountry.com. Coming up next, we've got your, uh, what do we got? Armed Citizens Report. Oh, yeah. You get it only one place right here every single week in the Outdoor Zone. Live in the Bunkhouse on 1049 The Horn and 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. If it ain't natural, if it ain't dirt, it ain't good. If it, don't, if it ain't derived from dirt, dirt it's probably going to hurt you. Sun Auto Service, family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. They've worked hard every day to earn your trust. And keep your vehicle running like new. They hire only ASC certified technicians to repair and maintain your vehicles. They require all of their technicians to complete intense training programs so that your vehicle is worked on by and maintained by tr- properly 
trained professionals. They're who I trust when I get in anything worked on with my work vehicles, my personal truck, my wife's vehicle, sunautoservice.com. They have tons of coupons and specials right there on their website. The location we use, 405 West Slaughter Lane. They've got one in Cedar Park at 1300 Medical Parkway, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and their newest location at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Go see our friends at Sun Auto Service. Now it's time for this week's Armed Citizens Report. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. Uh... Let's see here. Armed citizens. Like? Oh, 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 here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Sorry. Mildly distracted. I'm scared. Please hurry. Lord have mercy. She whispered to the 911 dispatcher. I'm going to blow your brains out, she shouted to the burglar. Jackson County, Georgia. A frantic 911 call paints a picture of a terrifying moment when a 79-year-old woman Fended off a burglar as she tried to get inside her Jackson County home. It was just after noon on February 12th when the woman called 911 and shot the 20-year-old suspect twice while she was still on the phone with 911. She was able to fend herself off, fend him off until deputies arrived to arrest him. They're trying to get in the back door. Hurry, hurry, please, she tells the 911 dispatcher. She thinks at first there are two burglars. The 911 dispatcher asked her where she is in the century-old house. I'm in the kitchen, she answered. I'm watching the door that they're trying to get into. Oh, they're breaking the glass, she says, with her voice beginning <laughs> beginning to shout. She shouts to the burglar through the door. Okay, come on, I've got something for you. <laughs> okay, Granny. <laughs> the 911 dispatcher interjects, not wanting the woman to confront the man. Ma'am, listen to me. Just then, the 911 recording picks up the sound of a gunshot. The woman had fired her pistol in the direction of the burglar outside. He ran to another door and broke in anyway. Oh, my. For nearly 10 minutes, the woman and her pistol took control of the home invasion while she gave the 911 dispatcher a play-by-play of the 20-year-old man who she said was making a racket ransacking another part of the house. The man who was later arrested and charged, Hans Rogers, his residence listed in jail records is Dallas, Georgia. On the 911 call, the woman's voice is shaking. She's terrified, speaking in whispers to the 911 dispatcher about how frightened she is. And then she prays. I'm just scared, ma'am. Please hurry. Please hurry, she pleads. Please, please, dear God. Lord, have mercy. Please. But the woman shouts defiantly at the burglar who had moved away from the back door where she initially where he initially tried to break in. He climbed in the back. He climbed the back outside stairs and broke through that second story door and began ransacking the upstairs rooms. I'm waiting on you. Come on. She shouts from downstairs when they come out the stairs. I'm going to blow your damn brains out. Still on the phone with 911. She fires her pistol again taking a second floor toward the second floor of the house. Ma'am, are you shooting at him again? The 911 dispatcher asked. Yes, ma'am, 
she answers. I like how polite they are in this. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Ma'am. (laughs) Ma'am. The woman was shooting in the man's direction, trying not to hit him, explaining to her daughter later that she just wanted to keep him away from her. He finally tried to hide in an upstairs closet, now afraid of her. He made the comment to my mother, you know, bleep, you're trying to kill me because you know she was shooting at him. The burglar cowered there until deputies arrived to arrest him. A 20-year-old man subdued by a 79-year-old woman. She didn't allow herself to become a victim, the woman's daughter said. My mother's a strong woman. I know where I get my strength from now. As a matter of fact, I think she's a little stronger. I don't know if I could have handled that situation as well as she did, the daughter continued. My mother's a very spiritual person. If she wanted to hit him, she could have hit him. She just wanted to keep him off of her. Daughter of the 79-year-old woman who asked not to be identified, the daughter said that the sheriff told her later that the suspect was has a history of medical issues and needed needs prescription medication, which he did not have that day. Hmm. Looking back on it, I thank God he found my mother and not someone else because he could have been dead now. Huh. 79-year-old woman fending off... A burglar, a raged, unmedicated psychopath breaking into her house. Not just once. Not just once, but trying again and again to get into her house. For what? For good things? Even after she shot at him, he was still raged and out of control enough that he tried still breaking in. And uh, is there anything else that a 79-year-old woman could have held back a 20-year-old with other than a firearm? Mm, yeah. Bad word, mean words. Mean words. Don't touch me. You're hurting me. Stop it, please. <laughs> any of those work? No, I'm going to tell your mother. No, 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 I can't think You're of You're grounded. Anything. Go to the closet time and out. wait there till the police You've come. got a time out. Yeah, call 911. They'll take care of it, right? To me, it's a... Again, another perfect example of where firearms are used to not just kill people, but to protect the innocent. That 79-year-old woman did nothing to that 20-year-old. That 20-year-old was coming to harm that woman. Absolutely. And if not physically, mentally, and, and or both. Uh, by ransacking yeah. her and tearing her house apart, and she ha- fended him off with a firearm, and nothing else would have done it. That's nothing it. else would have done it. Ultimate gun control was what Grandma did. Reminds me of my she granny. She controlled her gun. <laughs> my granny always had a uh, forty-four Magnum revolver. That, I, I, that's funny. I don't see it, but I mean, it's she just was, interesting, right? She's four. She was. She was four foot. Right. Ten. Weighed about. 90 pounds and had a 44 magnum revolver that i'm not sure that she could hold up but it was it was an honor to me when i got old because i knew about it early Uh on yeah i just knew that it was there i'd been told about it or uh whatever i guess when i was young you know that there was a pistol Uh but when i got older um there's a two or three times where she asked me because she knew I was older, responsible, and Understood new, new firearms yeah. to check her forty four Magnum, make sure everything was good, clean, and working condition. 
And I got to put my hands on that 44 Magnum twice in my life. And it made me feel, it gave me that sense of, I, I've made it. You know, my granny trusts me with this uh-huh. firearm and to make sure that it's working properly so she can defend herself. I just thought it was really cool. So if your grandma was in this store, she do you feel do you feel lucky, punk? Yeah. Did I what was that? did I have fire four, four five, or five, five sh- shots yeah. at you? Did Speaking I? of firearms, <laughs> you want to get your own forty four Magnum revolver, go see our friends at McBride's Gun Central Texas family owned and operated gun shop. If you're looking for the right firearm, McBride's can help. If you're looking to trade your guns, McBride's is the place. An expert gunsmith on site. Yeah, that's the only one place you need to go. Go see our friends at McBride's. You'll find them in the same place it's been for years, right there at the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can give them a call, 512-472-3532, or check them out online, McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns, our hometown gun shop. We'll wrap it up. It's the number one outdoor radio show in Texas right here, live in the bunkhouse on 104.9 The Horn and 24-7. Oh, don't forget iTunes. I always forget that. You yeah. Check it out, iTunes. Just the at, Outdoor Zone. The Outdoor Zone on iTunes. Also, theoutdoorzone.com. Fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. All right, welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone. Brought to you by our friends over at Central Texas Honda Dealer. If you're like me, you're always eyeing the newest technology and the newest gadgets. The 2019 Honda CRV. Features some of the best technology, impressive fuel economy, and tons of cargo space. Maybe that's why the CRV is the best selling crossover utility vehicle over the past decade. And it's been to- named the 2019 Edmonds Buyer's Most Wanted SUV for years. Their amazing lineup of vehicles truly keep you and your family safe on the road. If you're listening to this and you're feeling that Honda Envy, come visit one of Central Texas Honda dealers and test one out for yourself. Every single one of their new vehicles is marked down. Solve your Honda Envy at any one of the Central Texas Honda dealers. CentralTexasHondaDealers.com. Now, if you go on their website, CentralTexasHondaDealers.com, you can check. They've got... uh, stores in north central south san marcus and you can check out all the deals and specials and uh, all the vehicles they have on the lot you can check which one has the color you want the uh, accessories you want right there central texas honda dealers.com uh so i think it's important we've mentioned it the past couple of weeks but i think it's important to um Bring up again the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department now accepting public comment on changes. Uh, we brought it up briefly uh, the past couple weeks, but they want to uh, pu- propose public comment to changes to the hunting regulations for 
2020 season. The proposed changes include implementation and expansion of whitetail deer doe days, an experimental mule deer antler restriction in Lynn County, a clarification on turkey harvest requirements, and season dates and bag limits for migratory game birds. You know, I guess it's good them reaching out to well, the public. And we talked about that. It's fantastic. You know, a lot of the fishing regulations they're reaching out for. Some of this stuff, though, I mean, don't we pay biologists tons of money uh, through Texas Parks and Wildlife? I don't know about so, tons, but they, yeah. Well, I mean, as a mass sum. I'm not saying sure. that each individual biologist is a millionaire or anything, uh, no. but maybe. Most, most of them are. But, uh, but are they uh, are they doing this research to like why don't they why wouldn't they be giving us gu- guidance on what that looks like right I mean maybe they do but why are they I mean that's what if, I brought up the other week I mean that that am I, I supposed to go I I think the dove limit should be forty seven a day <laughs> dove limit yeah right. And then there's always the other side about. of it and go, well, that's ridiculous because... Seasons and dates and bag limits for migratory game birds, I say you got no season on them. Screw the seasons. In, Let's in, just hunt them year-round. In my field, there's plenty, right? Texas Parks and Wildlife taking public comment. I mean, I like that they're <clears throat> asking the questions. I just think some of these questions need to be directed from those paid individuals that are paid to research this stuff, right? Like, hey, look, here's the deal. Population's growing X and X amount every year. Do y'all want to extend the dates or do you want to raise the limit? There's your A and B, not just open comment, right? Uh, Well, I think it's a... Why don't you direct the conversation? Man, I I love Texas Parks and Wildlife. Okay, I'm a hunt instructor. We're all, we're all fans, yeah, big yeah, yeah, fans. Yeah. But sometimes this is reactionary, right? Probably there was a lot of surveys done about state organizations, and what do you get back? They're stiff and unpersonable, right? You don't know who to talk to, get to. You don't have any say in the matter. You nobody hears you. So I'm thinking it's a reactionary thing where they're saying, you know what, let's open this up and get a little more, you know, conversation flowing. They're also going to talk about taking away uh, the MLD, Managed Land Deer Program, for non-compliant properties in which areas where chronic wasting disease testing is required for all harvested deer. So if you go, I'm not getting my deer tested for CWD after it's shot. Right. They're going to take your MLD tags away, which that's not really a good, that doesn't make any sense. Really? You still got to harvest those deer or your population's going to be disgusting. Right? I mean, that's the reason we have those tags. True. Somebody's got to do it is what you're saying. Somebody's got to do it. And if just because we're not going to bring in, you give, you give this, ranch that would 25, be 25 doe tags and they've got to take in 25 does now through another process to one of your facilities so that you can check for this disease that hadn't even been found so here's the deal just like the shrimp that was Conspiracy. taken just like the shrimp that was taken yeah so if they don't comply you put it on a bid type of deal 
and you have people bid you, on it. Yeah, but you can't then, bid. You can't bid out your. You can't sell. They can't sell the deer in your ranch. That's what if I'm they're saying. not compliant, why not? They can't do that. That's your property. That's your private property. You you get somebody come in my private property <laughs> without permission, and guess what happens? Uh, you'd be on a game warden field notes, yeah. probably, right? <laughs> I would be an or, armed, or, citizen's armed citizen report. report. Right. That's what I meant to say. So that doesn't make any... I mean, how do you manage your land if you can't do this? I think it's just a threat. You know what I mean? But I like the idea of them opening up conversation. <laughs> but I am, again, I think half of it is personal. With these comments are all people that... This is my personal belief, right? right. It's what I want to do. I don't like this. Why not take... Uh, what, why are they limiting the fish on the coast? You know, that trout, what was it, from 5 to 10 or 10 to 5? 10 right? to 5, right. In the south. So uh, go check it out. Texas Parks and Wildlife has tons of uh, uh, opportunities for you to voice your opinions. Uh, we're blessed. We get to voice our opinion weekly. Every week. But uh, you can voice it directly to Texas Parks and Wildlife. They are taking public comment on tons of topics. So what's your... Well, I think we should put out a Facebook survey or something next week That's and not, ask about that. You're crossing my... Okay, well... You're, you're way outside my limits. What do you got for me? All right. Wilderness to the people of America is a spiritual necessity, an antidote to high pressure of modern life, a means of regaining serenity and equilibrium. So I got your serenity quote in there. And I got to say the word equilibrium. I don't along with I spiritual and wilderness. You said you get in the outdoors and it resets your mind. This week's Bible verse comes from Proverbs twenty-one two. People may be right in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their heart. Live it, love it, learn it. I'm Cody Ryan on behalf of TJ. It is. Uh, get a kid outside. Take them outdoors. Yep. Take them to see the trees. We don't care what it is as long as you get them into the great outdoor zone. Check out more how you can be involved in getting kids in the outdoors at kidsoutdoorzone.com. We'll uh, see you next week. Regulators. Mount up. And we can skin a buck. We can run a trot line. And a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive I had a good friend in New York City He never called me by my name Just Hillbilly My grandpa taught me how to live off the land And his taught him to be a businessman Pictures of the Broadway nights And I'd send him some homemade wine But he was killed by a man with a switchblade knife For $43 my friend lost his life